people like recognize physical. Like that's the one right. everybody focuses on. And yes, you do need to start there. That's the jumping off point. But if you don't focus on your emotional health, which is where, where I place stress, um, stress influences every single aspect of your life. And it definitely impacts your wellness in a big way. You're listening to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast with Danielle Jervie Harmon, the place to be to leverage and scale a business that serves you financially and spiritually. I'm your host, spiritual business growth strategist, Danielle J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you are ready to play and pray bigger, Let's get this party started. If this is your first time joining me, there's just a few things I wanna make sure that you know. Number one, I am not new to this, I am true to this. For more than 10 years, I have been growing businesses, period. I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles with business growth strategy to turn entrepreneurs into multiple six and seven figure CEOs. And no, in case you were wondering, you do not have to choose. You can love God and make both loads of money. And I'm on a mission to create even more multiple six and seven figure CEOs. Oh, and we don't do hustle and grind. We do spirituality and systems. You might be wondering exactly what the incredible factor is. And if that's you, I invite you to go all the way back to our very first episode. I even give you a really powerful worksheet that you can download so that you can find yours because it is the key to beginning to leverage and scale your business. And I am tickle purple that you are listening in today. This episode is powered by the Leverage and Scale Weekend. If you are a service-based entrepreneur who is sick and tired of being stuck at your last money milestone when you know you were created for life at your next level everything, then you need to learn more about the Leverage and Scale Weekend. Three days with me to work on three of the most grueling gaps in your business to show you how you can turn those gaps into gateways. Learn more by visiting IncredibleOneEnterprises.com forward slash weekend. I have a treat for you today. Today, I sit down with Holly Rovinger, and she says self-care is the most important strategy you need to leverage if you desire to grow your business. Can I just tell you that I've known Holly, well, for many years. She attended my live event, Unleash Your Incredible Factor. So I'm dating myself back in 2014. And we have been, you know, fast friends ever since then. Just love, love, love me some Holly. And so we finally got an opportunity to sit down and have a much needed conversation about self-care. And I know you will agree with me with everything that's going on in our world right now. Taking more care of ourselves is the one of the best ways that we can really be and add value in the lives of those that we are connected to and serve every single day. I've long since believed that self-care was a strategy, and I'm excited that Holly not only shares my view, but gives us some really practical tips of things that every entrepreneur can begin to do in order to put their self-care first. Let me just um, read a quick bio on Holly, and then I'll share some of my favorite parts about the interview before I give you opportunity to just go ahead and listen to that. So Holly is a dietitian by trade whose mission is to empower women to step into their best lives for health, 
wealth and happiness. What I love about her, and I, I, I said that a minute ago, but I'm going to say this again, is that she, she walks her talk. She's going to share a really like jaw dropping story with you. When she shared it with me before we started recording, I was like, literally, I couldn't believe it. Because if I think about anybody who shouldn't have experienced what she experienced, it's her. And I don't want to give the story away. Um, but she is a mom, she's a serial entrepreneur, and she is fully committed to helping women experience the best that life has to offer in every possible way. You're going to love our conversation because we talk about one of my favorite topics, and this is letting you guys in on a little something that I don't think I really share in the business arena, but we got even got into how sex and orgasms are in a big part of self-care as well as some practical tips and strategies of things that every entrepreneur needs to do. She even said, and I quote, if you're not getting it, you're not getting it in terms of growing your business. So I'm really, really excited for you to check out this conversation with Holly with everything that's going on now. I think about what the flight attendants, you remember those when we used to get on planes on a regular basis, what they say at the start of every flight, right? Should the cabin lose pressure, an oxygen mask will drop from the ceiling. Secure your mask before helping those on the journey with you. Self-care is not selfish. It is how you secure your own mask and how you even make it possible for you to be able to be good to anyone else. With the stressed, the overwhelmed, and all of the unrest that is happening in our country right now, I'm hoping that you will take a self-care strategy away from this interview with Holly and begin to apply it in your life. If you would love a great place to track said self-care strategy, I do talk a little bit about our incredible fact of business growth planner in the episode. But enough of my talk. Now let's jump into my powerful conversation with Holly Rollinger. I am so excited, Holly, to welcome you to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am honored to be here, and I thank, I thank you truthfully for having me. I really am honored. I, I just admire you so much, Darnell. Thank you. So we have a lot to talk about. So, I mean, you and I haven't been in contact for, what, about maybe four years? It's been a while. It's been and, a while. Um, yeah, boy, time does fly. Like, you don't realize. It seems like yesterday. I know. It really does. And you were just sharing with me something that made my jaw drop. <laughs> I had no idea. And I, of, of anybody would I, that I would have thought that it would happen to, it definitely wouldn't have been you. So I want you to first take a few moments and just tell everybody who you are in your own words. And then we're going to jump into what you've been up to since I last saw you and how that parlays into our conversation today about self-care as a strategy to live your best life and to grow your business. Absolutely. And yeah, self-care is so critical, which obviously we will jump into deeply. Um, my name is Holly Rovinger, as Darnielle mentioned. I am first and foremost a mom. I have um, two grown children, wonderful. I um, am a businesswoman and like Darnielle, I totally am a spiritual, spiritual about what steps I take and what leads me. Um, I'm a dietitian by trade, which a lot of people don't know about me, but I am a dietitian by trade. I did practice, um, you know, I paid my dues early on. I worked in the hospital. I worked for a food company, 
but uh, mostly as a dietitian, I work in the area of wellness. I've done tons of corporate wellness programs and, um, you know, just even taught online. And then when I share my experience of what happened with me, I started doing it offline where I live as well. But I'm an entrepreneur through and through. I know my, a lot of my family is always like, I don't understand you, you know, what makes you tick? But as an entrepreneur, you understand that. And I think Absolutely. most of your listeners will understand that too. Yeah. And I mean, we are a rare breed of people. You know, the, the risks we take, the sacrifices we make, all in the name of living out purpose and doing the work we feel we were called to do. It is an anomaly because most people just, you know, what are we taught? I know I was taught it. You go to school, you get a good job, you work a good job, you get a pension or a retirement. and so the story goes. So I, I totally agree with you. I mean, my, my children had said to me um, right after my divorce, um, well, God, it's well over 10 years now, but yeah, that propelled me spiritually into a whole new sphere. But they had kept saying to me, go back in the hospital, get a job so you can collect a paycheck, blah, blah, blah. You know what, Darnielle? I know this is going to sound horrible, but I'd rather not be living than do that. It's not who I am. It doesn't feed my soul. It doesn't mm -hmm. make happy. It doesn't sound horrible to me, Holly. I get it because <laughs> I would, I mean, I, I had a stint of 18 months when I was trying to build this business where I ate ramen noodles or peanut butter and jelly every other day. I was on the verge of living in my car and filing bankruptcy. And even though I did take a job, I, it, it was a job, a no brainer job where I had no responsibility. It gave me just enough to be able to keep some semblance of sanity as all of this was going on. And when it was over, I became unemployable. So I entirely get it. I don't care how bad things get. <laughs> I'm not working for anybody else. I will figure it out. God will provide. Like, that's my thing. So I totally get it. It makes sense to me. And I know it will make sense to the listeners of this here podcast. So, um, so yeah, so let's jump in. So tell us, let me tell you about, okay, so let me lead up to, um, I guess let me backtrack. So for years, you know, since my divorce, I've really been all about empowering women. Like that's my whole thing. Women step into your best life for health, wealth, and happiness. Mm -hmm. Now, even though I had a background in nutrition, what happened to me through my divorce was financial devastation. Mm -hmm. So I had to jump in and basically I was left in the ocean without a paddle. So I had to learn how to really, you know, stay afloat. So I actually wrote a book on financial empowerment for women. So I started in that realm and worked with the financial pillar of wellness for many, many years. Mm -hmm. um, always touching base with my nutrition roots and doing some wellness classes um, for big corporations here and there. But then what happened is, I'm thinking I'm going back two years. I, I don't know what it was that just like flipped a switch with me. And probably again, it was, you know, God giving me the message. I, I really got upset with a lot of the products I was using. Mm -hmm. I wanted to become more and more natural, right? Mm -hmm. So I kept trying different products and they're all self-care. And either they were natural and didn't work or they worked and weren't natural. Mm -hmm. So I decided, I don't know what possessed me, but I started working with different labs and I little by little built a company 
that provides products for women for self-care. Now, funnily enough, the first product was an arousal cream. Now, I believe at the time I was watching Grace and Frankie, which probably, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's a wonderful, okay, it's a wonderful show. And um, I came up with this natural arousal cream. Mm -hmm. And at the time we called the company Oh, yes. Like, let's have all women say, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. Listen, I have, I created the business growth planner um, last year for my clients. And on my self-care list, I'm going to find it. I have a page where they track their self-care. And on that list. Have an orgasm. (laughs) Sex is on the list. Yes. Sex is self-care. Just so we're clear. And you the know, more it, orgasms you have, I think the better your business growth results will be. Just and you know what? I love that you're saying that. It's amazing because one of the pillars of wellness that no one really talks about is the sexual pillar. Oh, and yeah. if, that, if that is off, let me tell you something, ladies. You know, the rest of your life is going to be off. And what just kind of scares me about that is I've spoken to so many women and they kind of withdraw like a lot of them withdraw and what they don't understand is the more conversations we have about this the more we can help each other and the better our sex lives can be absolutely and i have um one of the things i teach when i'm breaking down what i call the spice problem i talk about the six categories that you want to make sure your spice problem touches and one of them is sex happiness and fulfillment and i spell out sex because if you ain't getting none, you ain't getting none. Like everything else is off if you're not going through the process of that level of release on a consistent basis. And it is one of those things where it always gets a giggle or, you know, people are a little uncomfortable. But I mean, we are sexual beings. And I think it's inappropriate to squash that part of ourselves and not know the role that it plays in self-care and overall wellness. I also loved, before we even get into the story, I love this because you're teaching already, and this is powerful. Those of you who are listening, I hope you have pen and paper. Um, I would love if you shared a little bit more about the pillars of wellness. I know that, you know, the 14th century definition of wealth is wellness, right? And so I know when you talked about financial, that being part of it, what are some of the other pillars that are associated with wellness? Okay, so I actually jotted them all down, so I would not forget to mention them. Awesome. <laughs> so most people like recognize physical, like that's the one right. everybody focuses on. And yes, you do need to start there. That's your jumping off point. But if you don't focus on your emotional health, which is where where I place stress, mm-hmm. um, stress influences every single aspect of your life, and it definitely impacts your wellness in a big way. Like this. Stress can impact every other pillar and every other pillar can influence your stress. So physical, emotional, social, spiritual, extremely important. Mm -hmm. Um, Your financial pillar, your sexual pillar, intellectual pillar. Like if we don't Mm -hmm. feed our intellect, Mm -hmm. it's very, very unhealthy for us. And then the environmental pillar, because the environment, and that's one of the reasons I did create the company I created, is because the environment puts stress on us. If we don't have a good, clean environment, and that's where we live, and that's also what we put on our bodies, Absolutely. you know, that can affect us, and that can be extremely stressful. Yeah, and- so I had, just to tell a quick story about that, you know, my husband and I are trying to conceive, 
And uh, we, you know, we got pregnant, ended up having an ectopic pregnancy, and then we decided to move to IVF and we did a round of IVF and all of our embryos were abnormal. And so I started reading and researching to figure out what, what could be causing it. Like outside of just the fact that I'm 44 years old, like what else could be causing it? Because I know you can change and improve egg quality. And I realized that I needed to change my makeup. I needed to change my skincare. I needed to take my acrylic nails off. I mean, there were so many little things. I mean, we eliminated BPA and stopped using plastic and drinking out of plastic water bottles and got stainless steel bowls and pans and all of this stuff that I had no idea that's in the environment that was wreaking havoc on our wellness for our ability to be able to create viable embryos. Like, so yeah, I totally get that. Oh yeah, it affects you you totally. And what, and this is just for a teachable moment here, what the danger of stress is for everybody, whether it comes from um, the environment or eating the wrong foods, stress causes inflammation in the body. Mm -hmm. Inflammation is the root of 90% of all chronic illnesses. Wow. That is a proven fact. I mean, you just have to look at anything, you know, in a science journal or speak to a doctor or scientist. It all starts with inflammation. So what you did, you are slowly starting to reduce inflammation in your body. And I've seen it in my body. Like for those of you who don't know, before we got started, like I showed Holly, I've <laughs> lost 30 pounds since December and I feel amazing. And you know, some people are like, you did, I don't even know where you had 30 pounds to lose, but I was 194 and when I, now I'm like 165, which used to be my goal weight, but now I'm like, I think I could lose 10 more pounds. <laughs> like, so I'm, like, I'm so proud of you. That is great. Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, it's just been amazing. It's, it's that thing, you don't know what you don't know and what you don't know can kill you or can keep you from the things that you really want, which is why self-care is so important. And I believe, I know I've noticed people talking about self-care more and more and more over the last three or four years, right? Uh, I mean, you, you may have heard it if you were experiencing chronic illness or, or you experienced what we're going to talk about in a moment. Eventually, we're going to get to this story. Um, but if it, if, if it weren't for one of those things, you might not have heard about the importance of taking care of your vessel. Like it's, it sounds esoteric. Like it's this, it's this obtuse thing and it sounds good in theory, but no one actually really pays attention to it. And except for, you know, over the last few years, I have so started to, to hear it more. Maybe it's just because I've become more focused on self-care. Because, you know, exposure creates expansion or expansion creates exposure. Once you've been, ex it's, your mind is expanded, you become exposed to what's been going on around you all along. And, and I think that now more than ever, when I think about, you know, as women or even for the men who listen to this podcast, your ability to really experience what it is that you believe you came here for. Whatever your life is supposed to hold for you, it starts with your wellness or with, with your self-care. So with that, Holly, I don't want to delay this powerful story any further. Okay. So tell us the story. And then from there, we'll start unpacking some of the things that you did, some of the things that we all need to do in order to make sure that we are managing our self-care and using it as one of our most powerful strategies to move our lives and businesses forward. Thank you. Yeah, so what happened is... and. Actually, this had been going on for two years. 
I wasn't feeling 100%. I'm very in tune with my body. Mm -hmm. um, when I did have each child, like I knew basically the day I conceived. It's really wow. weird. Like sometimes you are in touch and sometimes you're not. So mm -hmm. I am very good about, you know, paying attention to my body. So for two years, I knew something wasn't right. And every few months I would go down. I drive four hours to see my doctor because um, him and his wife are some of my closest friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I kept going in for a physical. He's like, you just haven't. I said, I don't care. I want an EKG. I want my blood work and et cetera, et cetera. And at one point I said to him, I just don't feel right. Like I couldn't catch my breath. Well, it turned out I was anemic and he put me on iron and I started feeling better. Mm -hmm. So time goes by again. I drive down there. Something isn't right. And two years goes by this past September. I went down. Wow. It's almost a year ago. I went down and I said, this is ridiculous. I said, I know something isn't right inside me. Now I adore him. And I think he should have insisted I go see a cardiologist, but I asked him, can I go see a cardiologist? And he said he would write me a referral, mm -hmm. even though my cardiogram, you know, the whole EKG was fine. All my blood work was fine. And ladies really listen to this. Everything looked good on paper. Mm -hmm. And even him, you know, listening with the stethoscope, everything is great. I'm playing pickleball. I'm running around. I'm active. Everything is wonderful. Well, he was going to write me, you know, the referral for the, you know, court to a good old cardiologist. And I was definitive about it. But then, well, you know what happens? Time goes by. I don't know. I left his office without it. I forgot to call him and ask him for the referral. And then last November, I was up in Pittsburgh visiting my daughter for Thanksgiving. And I'm walking because I exercise at least four times a week, get, getting some aerobic exercise, which I encourage everybody to do. Um, and I noticed like, yes, it's much hillier up there. So normally I do have to work up to it because Florida is so flat, mm -hmm. but I was just very, very uncomfortable. And I'm like, this is taking me 10 times as long to get back to myself. Something isn't right. So I just kind of made a mental note of that. And that was on Wednesday. Thursday was Thanksgiving, came back to where I live on Friday, Sunday, I went to play pickleball. And for those of you who don't know what pickleball is, it's a combination of tennis, racquetball, badminton. It's just a lot of fun. You can Google it and um, look on YouTube. Tons and tons of fun. People play it until their 80s. I mean, it's just a great game. But I, and I'm usually, by the way, one of those that's like run around like a teenager on the pickleball court. And I took one step on the court that Sunday. And I like, I felt some tightness in my chest and I couldn't get a deep breath. Now it wasn't like, I didn't feel any shooting down my left arm or anything. So I'm, like, I'm not having a heart attack, but I said, okay, take a breath. And then I just slowly got back, tried again. This went back and forth for 20 minutes where I'd play, slow down and play. And finally after 20 minutes, and I swear to you, Darnielle, I said to myself, I said, self, if you don't stop, you're literally going to pass out. So I told the people, you know, I was playing with that. I, I just couldn't play. Something wasn't right. And I sat down mm -hmm. and I, um, I said, I just can't play. Something is wrong. And one of the guys I was playing with said, 
you need to go to the emergency room. Now, probably I should have gone right then, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, this is the biggest week for my business. I had all the events planned for my physical product company where I was going to go out and introduce it to people. Thinking, okay, at the end of the week, I'll go to the doctor, I'll go to the emergency room. So I just said, Let, let's just walk around a little bit. We walked around, I was fine. Monday I woke up and um, I walked into a place and I started talking to the woman at the desk and I told her what happened and she said to me, well, that did happen to me, but I did pass out. So I was listening to her story and she told me what happened. She told me what doctor she used. And I said, you know what? I need to call around and at least get an appointment with a cardiologist. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody I called, mind you, said to me, we are booked two months out. Mm-hmm. And I said, but I had, I had chest pains and I couldn't breathe yesterday. Then you need to go to the emergency room if you're having chest pains and can't breathe. So I kept hearing that over and over in my head. So finally I said, you know what, Hall, you got to go to the emergency room. So I finished up what I was doing, called a friend, put everything I needed back in my house. My girlfriend drove me to the emergency room and listen up to what I did because this is what you need to say if God forbid this ever happens to you. I walked into the ER. I didn't say, oh, I had chest pains and I couldn't breathe. I kept hearing what they were telling me from the cardiologist's office. I walked in, I said, I'm having chest pains and I can't breathe. Well, they triaged me so fast and got me in there so fast that within five minutes, I was already on the EKG and they were giving me baby aspirins. Well, to make a very long story short, um, and they knew in the ER, this is the, you know, the progression it was going to take that um, I definitely had a blockage because it was only on exertion that I was feeling the pain. I was fine all the other times. So that was on a Monday. By Thursday, um, I was having the procedure where, you know, they had put me through all the paces. I had the ultrasound, you know, I had every test they could do or they needed to do for insurance purposes. But then on Thursday, they went in and he found three blockages, 98% blockages in my LAD, which is one of the arteries from my heart. And um, 98%, he said, you were this close to having a heart attack. Like, you are so lucky. So I just felt like so blessed Mm -hmm. that, you know, I had come in, I took care of it and, um, you know, totally revamped my life. And I changed, even though I was eating healthy, I I know what to eat. I know the right thing to do. Even though I was eating healthy and doing everything I was supposed to, look, there's always room for improvement. And when I was forced to look at what I was doing, I realized I was not being as careful or eating as well as I should have. So that led me down an entire path of... So before you get to the path, let, I want to okay. I want to uh, dig on some of the things that you said as you were telling okay. the story. Um, so the first time I heard this, the piece of the story before we got started, everyone, I, my mouth was like wide open. My jaw was on the floor because I just couldn't believe it um, because you, you see people and they look healthy, right? I've got my fingers in the air quotes for those of you who listen to this. And you just are like, how could that have happened? But there are a couple of things that you said, Holly, 
I'm not sure if you realize you said them, but I want to pull on them because I know that people are listening will potentially fall into these same things in their own situation of whatever is going on in their body to tell them something's not right, that they are ignoring or they think they have time to resolve. So, you know, you said several times, three or four times even, well, let me finish this. This is the biggest week for my business. And let me, let me do all of these other things. And once I get those settled, then I'll work on my self-care. And I just want to stop you right now. You don't want to be the other story that could have been Holly. You don't want to be me who thinks that you're a moniker of health, even at your age for childbearing to only to find out that you haven't been a good steward over your vessel. Because whatever it is you are here to do, whatever the business, whatever launch, whatever it is, if you are not in your best, if you're not the best version of yourself, there's only so much you can do. I, I mean, I think the profits that are all, that are uh, the flight attendants on airplanes <laughs> secure your mask before helping those on the journey for you. But how many women do not secure their mask? Right? And we think we have more time. So when you said that, let me just finish up what I was doing and then I'll go, right? Or the first time when they said, oh, you should go to the emergency. Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to make some phone calls first. See if I can get straight to a cardiologist instead of going. And especially being a woman as intuitive as you are, Holly, knowing that something was wrong. And so yeah. I'm thinking about the other women who maybe are not as in tune with themselves that are putting the, their, their wellness at jeopardy because they're not paying more attention to who they are. Yeah, women, you know, women tend not to because we traditionally have been caretakers where we look after everybody else. And I use that um, analogy a lot, Darnielle, where put your oxygen on first and yeah. you have to take care of yourself. Um, yeah, I think that had I gone two years ago to a cardiologist when I really should have, maybe this could have been prevented. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we think we have time to take care of things, but self-care should be the number one priority because without it, you can't do anything else. You know, you don't take care of your body. I call it, you need to be CEO of your health and wellness. Oh yeah. You need to be in charge. You are the president and CEO of your body. And if you don't take care of yourself, nobody else is going to do it. So you do have to speak up. And interestingly, um, a month ago, a cardiologist spoke to a group of us where I live and she specializes in women's health. And do you know that um, cardiac disease is the number one killer of women? It's yeah. not breast cancer. Yeah, I had heard it's, that before, yeah. Yeah, it's cardiac disease. So we don't experience heart attacks and the symptoms the same as men. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, we all should be going and having stress tests. Like I wish I would have done it two years ago because I know I wouldn't have passed it. And then, you know, they would have, done the, the necessary next steps. But one of the things I didn't tell you when, um, before we got on this call, I have switched to not a hundred percent. And I'm, you know, I'm one of those dietitians that 
Um, when I used to teach at the college level, my students used to love me because I was like this rogue dietitian because I know people aren't perfect. You know, you've got to just live in the gray. There is no black and white in life. You've got to learn to live in the gray. And um, so I've gone pretty much plant-based whole food. Now, that's not to say I'm never going to eat something I shouldn't again, because I know I'm realistic. I will. But I will tell you, by doing this, it has really changed so many aspects of my life, my alertness, the way I sleep, just the way I'm working. It's, it's just really incredible what it can do. And it's something I would just like actually you to actually think about because maybe it could help you with conceiving. I don't know. I don't know if there's any studies on that, but you know, who knows? And it may be worth a try. Definitely switch to all organic for the meat that we do eat. We don't eat, we eat more fish than we eat red meat or even chicken, but everything is organic that we're eating. Um, which made a big difference, you know, eliminating sugar. That's a big part of my weight loss. Huge, huge. Yes. To, to not, I mean, it just, it's just, it's just amazing. You don't even realize it until you start looking at labels or, you know, and, and, you know, we eat less out of a package than we do anything, right? So we're eating, our meals consist of, you know, organic meat or fish and, or um, wild-caught fish and veggies instead of rice and all of that crap that tastes good but does havoc <laughs> it, it's just amazing and it for me it was really just a not knowing any better you know i don't want to necessarily say that it's a, a cultural thing i don't want to put all black people into the same category with my diet style but i do know that it, we didn't eat like we very seldom ate home cooked meals as a child it was mostly crap <laughs> and you know, and that's what I grew up eating, like without realizing that there was anything wrong with it. And I think I was into my thirties before I started to think about being healthy and, and, you know, eating and, and all of that kind of stuff. And then to learn that it's not just about a salad. <laughs> no, it's not. And that's the whole thing. And, um, you know, eating, I thought, like I said, I was eating healthy. But, you know, since I've realized I developed this tracker, which I'll show you, it's amazing. Like, had I had that years ago, I don't believe I would have developed the cardiac disease I have because, yes, I always ate fruits and vegetables, but definitely not consistently enough and definitely not in the amounts I should have been. Yeah. So, yeah, basing your plate around whole grains, you know, legumes, Green leafy vegetables, vegetables, having a fruit for dessert. It, it does. It just changes your whole perspective yeah. on eating. And I gave up sugar right after I got out of the hospital in December. And I was one. I was a huge chocoholic. Loves anything with sugar. But I went cold turkey, got rid of sugar, all processed foods. Mm -hmm. And um, my craving went from here to yeah, I was so surprised at how making the firm decision and, and there's nothing like having a reason why, right? And so for me, that of course was to get a healthy egg to improve my head quality, egg quality, but there was nothing like it. I mean, I did a cold turkey and I didn't even want it. And yeah. people were like, how can you do that? I'm like, you know what? Once you make a decision, as, as with anything else, once you decide, 
you just live into the decision that you made and, and it just works itself out, right? Like the Emerson quote, once you decide all of the universe rearranges itself to bring you what you decided. So I made better decisions when I went shopping. I, I, was, I was clear. I had a clear reason as to why I wasn't going to eat it. And therefore I did it. And there's, it's, it's so much better of a quality of the way I feel. Like I feel amazing. I mean, and I've always been, I'm not the person we were talking before we started recording about people who struggle with sleep. I'm not that that person. I get eight to 10 hours of sleep every night. Like, and, and my body starts to wind down. And I mean, I, you know, I do everything that I'm supposed to do to make sure that I can take care of myself and, and that, in that regard, but my Achilles heel was always sugar. And it, it was such an addiction that when I finally went cold Turkey, I realized that I didn't need it. And so, you know what it was almost like Holly years ago when I first got my first professional job. Now, prior to having my first professional job, and you're not going to believe this, but I used to cuss like a sailor. I had a potty mouth. I believe that. Terrible. I had a potty mouth, everybody. And um, and then I got this professional job where I couldn't talk like that. And like just like a light switch, I turned it off and I stopped cussing. Every other word out of my mouth used to be, you know, the F-bomb or, you know, some other. And then it just it flipped and I realized I didn't have to do it. So the same thing with sugar many years later, but I realized I didn't have to eat sugar that I could still be satiated, that I could still, you know, enjoy every meal experience, but I didn't have to inundate and bloat my body, which is where the inflammation started to disappear. Right. And, and it just, just so many amazing things that come out of self-care. So let's parlay this because I think that I mean, self-care is everything. You, if you're not taking everything. care of yourself, if you're, not, yep. if you're not focused on wellness, then there's only so much you're going to be able to do. And you know what? I remember looking at pictures, like maybe even the year that you came to the live event, I looked at myself in those pictures and was like, I cannot believe I was this whale of a woman on stage. <laughs> like, you were beautiful. I was, you were I mean, beautiful. I, I am beautiful, but <laughs> I think it's hard to sell the dream if you look like a nightmare. And everybody's nightmare is different. And my nightmare was I had, my belly was like, and there, and there was no baby anywhere in sight. It was just fat and excess from eating too much sugar or not taking enough care of myself, not managing my hormones and my stress. There was extra cortisol and all of that kind of stuff. But I think for me now, as I look back on myself, I felt, I realized that not only did Darnielle have a responsibility to Darnielle, but if I'm going to be the mentor that stands on the stage and tells you that you can have it all, that you can build an amazing business that serves you and you can transform lives and you can have love and all of this stuff that I'm, put a, I'm pushing or peddling, then I need to look like a, an example of that. And I didn't. I was so convicted, Holly. And it, it, took, it took years for me to realize that I was not the best version of myself. And I honestly had no business talking about some of those things because I was not doing it. I was theorizing and I'm really big on not being a person of theory. And so I think that, you know, making an, um, making self-care a primary business growth strategy has been an, an amazing difference, not only in my life and in my business, but in the business of my clients, which is why I was so excited for us to talk about this today. So what I would love for you to do now to, 
to make this real for our listeners is just share maybe two or three tips of things they can begin to do right now where they are that won't be a shell shock to their system, but that will move them in the grain of wellness so that they can start to become more alert and, and aware of it so that eventually, as they start to see some results, they'll, they'll want to delve into more. And then I definitely want you to share about your tracker and whatever resources you have for people who are interested in becoming more aware of self-care and, and how you might be able to help them to do that. Sure. Two things, though, that you said that I want to just comment on. Okay. One is um, both companies, my educational company and my um, physical product company all talk about becoming the best version of yourself. So I love that you said that. That was number one. Number two, you said the key thing for people. You had a big why. And I swear, and I will swear on the Bible and everything that's holy, people will not take the steps they need to unless they have a big why. So that is the first thing with self-care that I will encourage you to do. Write down why, you know, and it really, you know, I had a, um, or I still have a friend who, you know, started losing all this weight because she wanted to date this guy. Well, no, 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 no. That is not a good why. The why needs to be something connected to you and you honoring yourself and your body. So something for you, whether it's wanting to be around to crawl on the floor with your grandchildren down the road, whether it's wanting to take your business to the six, seven, or eight figure level, whatever it is, write it down, put it on a postcard, Put it somewhere where you're going to see it every day because that why is going to see you through when some days you say, this is a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. But if you have that why in front of you, it will keep you focused. The other thing is you can train your brain. Like instead of saying what I just said, oh, this is, this day is hard. You've got to make yourself and you can train yourself. I do believe this believe this is fun. And that's how I was able to go more 100% plant-based whole foods. Mm -hmm. I mean, 90% of the time I'm sticking with it because I'm making it fun. You know, I'm, I'm cooking differently. I'm trying new recipes. Everything that I do for self care, I make it fun. I make it like a mini challenge, but it all boils down to to your why. So I love that you said that. So that would be the first tip is to write that down. The other thing is one of the things that I didn't do all these years is include enough fruits and vegetables every day. So instead of taking anything away from your diet at this point, because it may scare some people, Mm -hmm. just add some to your diet daily. Now you can add vegetables Um, whether it be in a smoothie where you can combine, you know, the vegetable and the fruit, Mm -hmm. or I make a soup. I know it's a terrible name. I call it my dump soup, which I got to change the name of it. But I have, you know, totally perfected this soup with all the vegetables and spices I put in. And every day I have at least one cup of that soup. So that makes it easy for me. I also love salads. That's not a problem, but not everybody does. But the, the 
big thing is to start including more fruits and vegetables every day. And that's why I developed this wellness tracker. Mm -hmm. um, it's part of a, an everyday planner, mm -hmm. you know, when things are back to where we're going and doing and running. Although even sitting at home, I've got to tell you, I have two scheduled Zoom appointments on Monday. One is a fun call, one I play bridge. I have business calls scheduled. I have my high school, believe it or not, my high school friends get together every Thursday night on um, Zoom. Oh, wow. There's like 17 or 18 of us. So I still am filling in a calendar, which is why I'm mentioning that. So the planner includes what you're doing plus wellness checks. I think in order to make a change, you have to become aware of what you're doing. So, you know, you need to see it almost in black and white. And that's what I mentioned to you. If I had seen it in the past, what I was actually doing, mm -hmm. I would have made the changes straight up then. I thought, oh, I'm doing great. I'm having enough vegetables. I'm having enough fruit. Right. But I definitely wasn't. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think awareness is so important. And and that's why tracking is, is such an important part of it. Like I use the Fitness Pal apps, just keeping track of when I'm eating for every meal. And I do, you know, I, I was doing it heavily when I was trying to lose weight. And now I just, it's a habit. I'm just used to keeping track of what it is that I eat. But I like to be able to look back. So if I you know, feel different in my body, um, I can be like, well, what did I eat that might have created this or whatever? I think that awareness is such an important part of it. And, and again, I say like, and the reason why I say self-care is a business growth strategy is because if you are not at your optimal, if you are not at your best, then you're not going to have stamina enough to do the things that you need to do. I mean, I, I not, not right now, of course, because at the time of the recording, we're in the COVID-19 pandemic, but no, if this were not, if this was not COVID, it, two weeks from now, I would be hosting my annual live event and I would be on the stage for like three days straight, basically. And if I'm not taking optimal care of myself, then I'm not going to be able to hold the space and be what I need to be for the people that I serve. And now that might be an extreme example because maybe you don't hold live events, but even if you are working one-on-one -on -one or in smaller group settings with clients, if you are not at your peak, you're not going to be fully present, which means it's going to impact the way you show up for your clients, which means that it's going to impact whether or not they continue to work with you. Like there's such a ripple effect of not taking care of yourself. And I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and we just, we have to do better women people, but I know most of the people listening to this podcast are women. We have to do better. We have to put our health and wellness and our self-care at the forefront, not just because we're mothers, regardless of the age of our children, not just because we're wives for those of us who are married, not just because we're business people, but because we are children of God and we need to be pure vessels to be used for his glory so that he can influence the lives of other people through us. That's the re So if you can't find, I feel like I'm preaching and I don't necessarily mean to be preachy, but if that's what it needs to be for you to get the message, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for something that is greater than you. Like do it. Cause, cause sometimes Holly, we don't, we don't love ourselves enough or hold ourselves in high enough regard to make the changes we need to make for us. And so like that, going back to the whole big why thing, if you can't do it for you, do it for 
God or your children or for me, your future children, whatever the reason, find a reason to do it because only good is going to come out of it. So um, we got to get ready to wrap up. And I'm sad because we can yeah. have a conversation. I just want to add one thing to what you just yeah, said. Okay. Um, because one of the things I do with empowering women is they do need to feel they need to do it for themselves. So do it for, you know, the reasons Darnielle said first, but then let's talk about making you feel good about yourself because that's also part of self-care, your self-esteem. Because as a business person, somebody once taught me this at a business event, people rise to their level of self-esteem and people with the highest self-esteem take the most risks. And let me tell you, in business as an entrepreneur, if you are not willing to take risks, you are not going to succeed. I hope you agree with me on that. Amen. 250%. Yes, I agree. And thank you so much for saying that, Holly, because I know that, you know, a lot of the women that I work with prior to working with me, they don't put themselves first for whatever the reason, right? They, they make excuses, which is why I said, do it for someone else if you can't do it for yourself. But you're exactly right. Like the ultimate goal is to be doing it for you. Like, I don't care if anybody else gets a blessing out of this because I want the blessing that I'm going to get for it. But I know every woman doesn't start there. So I think that it, it's powerful that you, you tie that back in. This has been so good. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so, so good. Okay. I want to just, let me just circle back real okay. fast because we didn't touch on this when we were talking about sex, which is so important. Okay. Um, I'm single and I don't have a boyfriend. I haven't had a boyfriend in a while. Does that mean I am not having orgasms? Oh, no. I take care of myself. And a lot of women- Self-care. Yeah, self-care. And a lot of women shy away from that. So I just wanted to make sure we got that out because I've had women in their 80s go like, tee-hee-hee, like, are you kidding me? Like, so their husbands can't do it anymore, so they don't take care of themselves. Like, yeah. No, let's forget that. I did something once, and I can't remember it exactly, but it was a woman, and she was saying, I have an orgasm every day, and about three times a week, I invite my husband. (laughs) I was like, here, here, sister. (laughs) I think that's wonderful. I mean, but it it is, like... yeah, so I so I agree. I think all of that is, is so 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 very important, Holly. This has been such a joy. So um, I always have three questions like that I like to ask to take us out, but I do want to give you an opportunity for just you know a minute or two to share anything else that's on your heart to tell people how they can connect with you. We'll put all of that in the show notes so that people can find you if they want to find you. But I want to give you about you know a minute, two minutes to just share whatever you it is that you want, and then we'll wrap up with our incredible factor wisdom questions. Okay, perfect. So um, the name of the product company, I did change from OES to Adorai. And the reason I changed it to Adorai, the OES wasn't hitting people well. So I chose that name. I came up with it because it stands for my mom, Elaine, my grandma, Dora, and my daughter, Danny. And they're the three women that empowered me in my life. So it's Edorai but it's also sounds like I adore I. Yeah. So it's a play on words. And um, the whole logo includes snowflakes because I believe every woman is unique and beautiful as snowflakes are. Mm -hmm. So that's the product company, Adore I. But recently, um, I am putting together a wellness 
playground for women. It's going to be spectacular. I will be teaching a lot in there, but the women that I am meeting and reaching out to, to also teach in this particular community are incredible. I touch base with a chef who's going to do some cooking classes. So that's why playground, it's like we all need to tap into our inner children and play. I love it. So that will be, that will be launching soon. And then next Monday on, I don't know when this podcast is going to go live, but on May 18th, I'm going to be launching the Magic of Sleep Challenge. So I'm going to teach women over five days how they can improve their sleep because sleep is a huge part of self-care and wellness. It affects everything. Like you think about, Darnielle, getting on a stage at an event, you couldn't do it if you know you didn't get enough sleep. And that's all part of my um, educational company, which is called the Women's Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put it all in the show notes, but I've got a lot of good, fun things, uh, you know, on my plate. I just did an hour uh, free class on how to boost your immune system. Mm-hmm. So I can also Definitely put that, that in, right now. Yeah. Yeah, in the notes because that's real important, um, especially now with COVID. But it's really, it's important forever because yeah. you need to work on building up your immune system because even like the stage you're at, you know, trying to get pregnant, you definitely need to work on, you know, building yourself up and having your immune system at its peak. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you were here. Okay. Last three questions. First question is, what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote that I have lived with and lived through, if you know anything about me, Mm -hmm. is life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. And boy, have I danced in the rain. (laughs) Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then the last book that you've read. Okay. I read, the reason I read this book, it's called The Thread of Pearls. And it may not be a book that a lot of people know about, but if you go to thewomansinnercircle.com, I actually did a review on it. And that's why I read it. Um, A lot of the publicists somehow found me because I reviewed this book, The Nightingale, which I absolutely love. So I wrote a review on it. And now they've been contacting me to read their book. So I read this particular book. And um, it's pretty fascinating. It's about a young girl who has anything but a normal, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. environment and how she succeeds in life. I really, I did enjoy it a lot. Awesome. And then my last question is, what is the one tool that you swear by to grow your business? Now, when you say tool, it can be whatever you want it okay. to be. I want to say my heart and my brain. Can I say yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, because I get these ideas, you know, up here, but if I don't feel it here as well, I can't can't use it. I have to, you know, really love it and be passionate about it because, and I have to know that it's going to help people because if those three things aren't jiving and aren't congruent, it's not going to work. And to spend hours and hours and hours working on something, which you know, as an entrepreneur, that's a requirement, you know, you have to love it and you have to feel in your heart 
and your gut that it's right. So I love it. That's so yeah. good. So, so, so good. Thank you so much for being here, Holly. I'm so grateful to you. This has been a, a joy and a tool, and I know that so many people are going to be blessed by it. Thanks. I hope so. I hope so. That's my goal to help people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Take care. Wasn't that good? I told you, I told you it was going to be so good. I knew that you would love my conversation with Holly. Just such a little dynamo. I, I always say she's small in stature only, but not only is she big in belief, but she's big in empowering women as you heard and as you saw. And when I think about all that she's accomplished in her life and throughout her career, her desire to, because she couldn't find what she needed to create it, like that's boss. You know, how many of us take the time and do those own things in our business? So I'm hoping that you learned some really, really powerful stuff from Holly and that you're ready to apply it in your own business. You're ready to leverage the strategies that she shared with you in order to continue to make sense of all of the stress that's going on. She talked a lot about stress. Stress can kill anything. I'm trying to find that exact quote that she said. She says, stress causes inflammation, and inflammation is the root of 95% of chronic illness that we experience. And so our goal needs to be to keep stress out of our lives. And the way that we do that is by managing our environment. So not only our physical environment, but our mental and emotional and intellectual environments as well. And all of those things have the ability to determine how successful you will be in your business. So I hope that you enjoy the conversation with Holly as much as I did. And if you would like to connect with her directly, you want to make sure you go out and check out the show notes, because not only will I share with you how you can learn about her and how you can connect with her, but how you can use some of these practical self-care strategies to begin to take your life and business to your next level everything. I really just want to leave you with this. Again, I say self-care is not selfish. I say that you're actually doing others a disservice if you don't look after yourself first. And remember, we, and I know, you know, 90% of our listeners are women. We determine how other people will treat us. And taking care of yourself by promoting self-care is one of the best ways to do that. I have a client, um, Marissa, who's always talking about the need for self-care sabbaticals, Right. And so make sure that not only do you make your self-care a priority, but you take the time away that you need as often as you need. Part of the reason why it's in my planner is because I believe that you should tithe. 10% of your work week should be spent in self-care. 10%. So that's 16.8 hours. If you work the traditional 40-hour work week, whether you're working for yourself or you're working for someone else, 16.8 of those hours should be spent in self-care. Those things that you do can be whatever calms you down, removes your stress and anxiety, and gives you an opportunity to reflect and refresh. In my planner, I give you so many different options as well as space to track your own. But that, as you heard in this conversation with Holly, is the real way that you leverage growing your business through taking good care of yourself. So until we see each other again, always remember that you deserve to scale your business, fund the life you crave, and shake the planet. I love you guys. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor business podcast. If after listening to this episode, you know that it's time that you stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Grow Your Business Toolkit. Based on the pillars of business optimization, this toolkit is the only resource you need to get crystal clear about what it will take to take your business to the seven-figure mark. 
Go grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember you deserve to scale your business, shake the planet, and fund the life you crave. Take care.